Hello, everyone. This is Francesca Psychology. I'm really, really excited to be here. Um, you may know me from TikTok or Instagram, where I share psychology videos, life coaching, life advice that doesn't suck, basically. And this is my first podcast ever. I'm very excited to create it and get the chance to interact with you in this format. So I'm really happy today because I'm also celebrating 900,000 followers on TikTok, which is crazy. I'm so grateful and so delighted. And in this podcast, I will be talking um, about self-love. And you'll be able to hop in in this call and ask questions as well. So if there's anyone that's brave enough, take the opportunity and you can ask me anything. We can have a chat. All right. So as I said today, I'm talking about self-love and I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to share with you three of the most powerful techniques that you can use to increase your self-love. So do you know how there are some people that aren't that physically beautiful, but they're still the most attractive person in the room? We are naturally drawn to people that have an open heart, which means that they love themselves and others. And the three main techniques that I'm about to share with you will turn you into an entirely new person. But first of all, why is self-love so important? And I'm going to tell you an interesting story about myself. And I don't usually do this because in my TikToks, I, I'm very professional. You know, I keep it to the life advice. I don't actually give a part of myself. So this is me becoming vulnerable a little bit in this podcast. So a few years ago, I had my first serious relationship. And I thought that I was madly in love with this guy. I was constantly thinking about him, texting him, and more than anything, I wanted him to show me love. And, you know, ever since I was a little girl, maybe I was like 10, 11, I had been desperately wanting a boyfriend, a relationship. I was constantly fantasizing. I always had this obsession, you know? So when I had him, I was extremely happy and excited because I really thought that this person was going to make me happy and was going to make me feel love and give me what I was missing, what I was lacking, because I always had this emptiness inside of me that I wasn't able to feel. And I thought that, you know, someone else will come and they'll fill in that emptiness. So I was really happy to get him. But something very different happened. I remember one day I was sitting wrapped around his arms and I felt an extreme amount of emptiness inside of my chest. And I didn't understand because theoretically he was giving me love, but I didn't feel anything. He was doing everything right. Everything was just the way I had dreamed about and how I fantasized about, but I still didn't feel anything. So you see, the thing about self-love, the thing about love in general, is that you cannot receive it or give it away unless you already have it for yourself. 
It's like trying to pour water from an empty cup. It doesn't work. And you can only love someone else at the level at which you love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, what you feel for that person is not actually love. It is just attachment. Because each of us has a certain threshold at which we are able to feel our emotions. So for instance, love, we have a threshold for it. And it's like, you know, when you, you don't know how to write, you cannot give someone a letter. You can, and if you learn a few words, you can write a letter with those words. So the more you increase that threshold, the more you're able to give to other people. But you cannot give more than you have. So this is why self-love, it's so important and vital. So my first relationship showed me that I had a desperate need for love, but not the love of someone else, but my own love. And I was looking for it in someone else, but I really, really needed it from myself. So that's when I started my self-development journey, my self-love journey, by going to therapy, self-development courses, reading, And I will share with you the most powerful self-love techniques that I have learned in my journey. So to love yourself means to accept yourself unconditionally, the good and the bad. And to accept yourself, you need to know yourself first, to know your flaws, to know your qualities, your values. So actually, after I finish this podcast, after you finish listening to this podcast, if you have time, I invite you to make a list of all of your qualities and all of your flaws. And this will help you to get to know yourself better because you cannot trust something that you don't know or you don't accept. So the first technique is the mirror exercise. So let me explain how it works. What you have to do is go in front of a mirror and find everything that you don't like about yourself. So maybe you don't like that you're not good enough, you're not productive enough, you don't have the body that you want, you don't like your nose. Maybe you feel jealous and you, don't, you really don't like that. Take each of these emotions or qualities one at a time and say the following affirmation, looking straight into your eyes in the mirror. Even though I feel dot, 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 and then you fill in with, I feel like a piece of shit, I'm procrastinating, or I feel like I'm not good enough, I still love and accept myself completely and unconditionally. And repeat this at least 10 times until you start feeling better. So you will start feeling a little bit, you'll start feeling this sensation in your heart, this sensation of acceptance at some point. Uh, And if I were to make reference to the hero's journey, which has six main stages, self-acceptance is the last stage of the hero's journey. And this is when the hero goes to paradise when he accepts the dragon that he's fighting instead of fighting it. This is when he becomes a magician. And this is what happens in our own lives as well. Because the moment you accept your negative qualities, like let's say you don't like the fact that you're lazy. And 
see that it is actually, it has a positive intention for you. This is when that quality will change. When you accept your body the way it is right now, even if you're trying to lose weight or be fitter, this is when you're going to be able to create change. Because every emotion or trait has a positive side to it. Like even if you take laziness, for instance, it's good to be lazy sometimes because it gives you energy. It lets you rest, which is extremely important. You know, people, for instance, they don't like anger. But anger is very good in certain situations. For instance, if you're in a life-threatening situation, is it good to be angry? Or if someone attacks your children, you know, is it good to act out of a place of anger? Or is it better to be calm and, you know, talk rationally to that person? There are certain situations where life requires us to feel these emotions. So you shouldn't try to inhibit them. You should accept them just the way they are because they always have a positive intent. So after you finish with one emotion or quality, you have to go to the next one and so on. You finish with laziness, you go to anger. You go, you pass anger, you go to body acceptance and body like negativity. So the basis of self-love is self-acceptance. So this technique will help you to accept yourself and what you dislike about yourself. It would be even more productive if you did EFT or tapping while doing this technique. So while you're looking at yourself directly into your eyes in the mirror, you start tapping. So this will help you assimilate and integrate your emotions even better. So to describe the tapping technique, to be short, is you have to tap your left and your right side of your chest while you have your arms crossed and you do it rapidly and alternatively. And you can search it up online. You can search, you can find videos on YouTube on how to do it. Just type EFT. And also on my, in my last video on Instagram, I show you how to do this technique. So the second technique to increase your self-love is to use your own love language. There are five love languages to, that people have that they use to express their love and to also receive it. And these are physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, and gifts. You can use an online test to find your own love language, love language and then use it on yourself. So for instance, if your love language is words, tell yourself words of affirmation in the mirror. Write yourself a love letter. If it's gifts, then buy yourself something nice, something that is very personalized and like it really shows that you care about yourself. If it's physical touch, then go to a massage, touch yourself. If it's quality time, spend time meditating, taking a bath or doing something that you love. If it's an act of service, then clean your room, make yourself a nice meal, and so on. You get the idea. So for instance, my love language is words of affirmation. So what I do and I like to do is write myself love letters, expressing how much I love myself and tell myself everything that I would want to hear from my partner. So if you're thinking, oh, man, I really wish my boyfriend, my girlfriend would say this to me, write yourself a love letter 
saying those exact same things to yourself. The third technique is shadow work. When you catch yourself judging another person, I want you to ask yourself, what part do you deny in yourself? So what part am I denying in myself when I'm judging this person? Because when we dislike something in others, it's either because we have that in ourselves or we can't accept the possibility of us having that trait. So for instance, if you're a lazy person, you won't like people that are lazy. Or if you are, if, if you are not able to control your own emotions, you will hate people you, when you see it in other people, if it makes sense. Either way, that tells your subconscious mind that you do not accept yourself and that you're not good enough when you judge other people. And you need to understand that you do not have to be a certain way to be loved. You are lovable just the way you are in this moment. And I know your parents or society might have told you something else, but love has nothing to do with your achievements or your qualities. It is your birthright and love is unconditional. Like imagine a baby that is crying, peeing all over the place and is messy and clumsy. And you see that little creature and you still love them unconditionally. This is what true love looks like. And this is what you deserve to feel. So when you start judging another person, because maybe they're aggressive or arrogant, accept the part of yourself that is aggressive or arrogant because you have that in yourself. We all have that inside of us and give them love because they have a positive intention for you. So for instance, being arrogant would allow you not to let others step over your boundaries or, you know, other, any negative quality that you consider negative has always has a positive intention for you and always has a positive side to it. And we all have a dark side, which is what we deny and repress in ourselves. And accepting all aspects of, of ourselves is what brings us self-love. We all grew up in an environment where we were punished by our parents or by school teachers. You know, when we made a mistake, like the education system, this is the way it's built. Like you're not allowed to make mistakes and your parents are not happy with you. And it seems like they don't love you anymore if you make a mistake. But this is bullshit. This is not love. Like they still love you, but this is just the way we were brought up. Like we grew up with this limiting beliefs that we have to be a certain way to be loved. And now you have that internal voice like that little voice inside your head it is actually your parents voice it's your school teachers that that voice that tells you that you're not good enough it's actually your mom and your dad that was telling you that when you were 10 and you took a bad grade at school so i want you when you hear that voice inside your head i want you to tell them shut up mom shut up dad you know I know what I'm doing and I'll figure it all out. And I was talking about shadow work. 
the shadow is basically everything that we repress and what we deny in ourselves. And, you know, people are people are trying to avoid their shadow. Religion taught us to avoid our shadow. So for instance, the shadow is made up of sexuality, hate, aggression. So BDSM, you know, everything that we shouldn't accept in our society, it is in the shadow. It's like, if we were to connect it with religion, it is like the devil. But what you people don't understand is that we have both sides to us. So we are yin and yang. We're both angel and demon. We're both, you know, spirit and animal. And religion taught us to deny our shadow, to suppress these parts of ourselves. So now it's like a bird trying to fly just with one wing. It cannot fly. It needs both wings in order to fly. And the shadow is the place where all of our creativity and life force comes from. This is where the juiciness from life comes from. So when, peop- when you deny your shadow, you deny your own happiness. And there, I was talking to a client actually a week ago, and she's from, she's Asian. And in her culture, people really repress their shadow. They have to be very correct. They have to act a certain way. They don't express, they don't allow themselves to express themselves. They don't allow themselves to express anger, for instance. And, you know, she told me that she saw this in her parents and in herself, like all these emotions were so bottled up because they were faking it so much that at some point they just exploded. Because when you deny your own emotions and when you deny a side of yourself, it's like trying to push a bowl full of air underwater. At some point you get tired and your hands start shaking and that bowl comes up rapidly and it hits your face. Because emotions need to be lived. Anger needs to be lived in order to release it. It's really important. And integrating our shadow is the best thing that we can do so it doesn't control us. Because when you don't accept that that dark side of you, that's when it starts taking over your whole being. Because if you don't, for instance, You know who are the most dangerous people in the world? It is the nice people. It is the people that are always nice, that are always smiling. Those are the most dangerous people. And I don't know if you've had these experiences, but they are so repressed that when that ball, when they get tired of holding that ball underwater, like they're like a volcano when they explode. So... Oh, I saw a little reaction. So someone agrees with me. Great. So I can see that there are people here. By the way, if you have any questions, like right now, if you want to ask any questions about what I've said until now, you can hop in the call, ask me the question, and I'll answer it. Good. So, yes, integrating your shadow is really important if you want to be happy in your life. Because you cannot be complete if you literally deny one half of you. And another important aspect of self-love that I have found essential 
in my journey, in my self-love journey, is inner child work. So basically, when you're, if you're a needy person, let's say, right, or you're feeling any extreme emotions, it is actually not you that's feeling all of those emotions. It is actually your inner child. We all have a little boy or a little girl inside of us because emotionally we get stuck at the age at which an emotional wound happened. So let's say, for instance, that your dad left you when you were 10. Emotionally, you still have the resources and the reactions that you had when you were 10. And this is why when you see two adults fighting, it seems like two kids are fighting. Because emotionally, they're still on that level. We're still kids. We all have an inner child. So when you feel needy or when you react, you know, it is actually your inner child that doesn't feel safe. And most people's biggest fear is to be abandoned. But what we usually do in relationships is we take our inner child and we give them to someone else to take care of them. So we do to ourselves the thing that we're most afraid of. We abandon ourselves. We abandon our inner child and we let someone else take care of them. So it is actually your inner child that needs your love. It is your inner child that needs that reassurance, that those love letters that I was talking about. You know, your inner child is the one that needs the security because the adult inside of you, they have emotional resources. They know how to regulate themselves. They know how to react. But whenever you feel sad, when you, whenever you feel like you cannot control yourself or any very intense reaction, and I'm not only talking about the positive or, the ne- or only about the negative. This is also the positive reactions. So our happiness, you know, for instance, our excitement, our creativity is still our inner child that has all of these resources. The adult is more like the pragmatic, like rational dimension that has resources that can control their own feelings. But the inner child is the part of us that we need to take care of. So when you're feeling sad next time, maybe you, you know, you're expecting your partner to give you love or you're expecting someone else to, you know, do something for you. Then it's, this is the sign that you should give that to yourself, that you should love your own inner child. And you can use one of the three techniques that I mentioned earlier. Or another thing that you can do is a very beautiful inner child meditation where you just close your eyes, you relax, and you imagine that you have your inner child right in front of you. So you imagine that you have the version of you when you were smaller, maybe you were five or 10. It depends on how you imagine them. And it has to be, you have to be relaxed. You have to be in a safe space. So hold that inner child's hands and look into their eyes and ask them, what do they need? Tell them that you love them. Tell them that they're safe and secure and that you are there for them. Because whenever you don't feel loved, whenever you are anxious or you feel insecure in your life, it is, as I said, your inner child that is not feeling secure. 
So what you should prioritize in that moment is making your inner child feel secure. And you have to become your own parents. You have to be the parent for yourself that you didn't have, maybe. Maybe your parents didn't have the resources to give you that love, that acceptance that you needed to compliment you when you were younger. So right now, as an adult, you have to become your own mom and your own dad and give yourself those things that you lacked in your childhood. This is when you truly become an adult. When you detach from your parents and you become your own parent. But what most people do is instead of detaching, like maybe they detach from their parents, but then they go to a partner or someone else to give them love. But you become truly emotionally independent when you are the one that gives yourself love. So your adult self gives your inner child love. This is when you become truly emotionally independent. So as I said earlier, if you have any questions at this point, please hop in and ask them. I know this is my first podcast. Not a lot of people joined like the first live because I don't have a lot of followers yet. But yeah, this is an opportunity for you because not a lot of people are listening to you right now. So you can ask your question. If not, I'm going to return to talking about (laughs) self-love. Good. I, I see I saw a little heart there. So I can see you. I can see. I can actually see who I'm talking to. I see your faces. I see your names. Thank you for listening to me. So inner child work is the basis of self-love. You have to go to that part of yourself that actually requires love. And the other dimension that I talk to is accepting all parts of yourself. So I would recommend, like, after you listen to, the, to this podcast, after you finish listening to it, then you go back to your real life. Um, instead of judging yourself, like, try to observe yourself. How are you reacting? Because this is, like, the first step. You have to observe yourself without judging. So, you Like at first you will judge yourself, of course, because you're used to that. You have that inner critic inside of you, your mom or your dad. Observe yourself judging yourself then. And don't judge that you're judging yourself because a lot of people get in this crazy loop where they judge themselves because they judge themselves and then they are angry that they're judging themselves. And it's, it's just like a crazy loop, you know. So just observe that you're judging yourself and accept it because even this judgment has a positive intention for you. Observe yourself when you're angry or when you're reacting in ways that you don't like. And ask your inner child... What do they need in that moment? So let's see. I have a caller. Okay. Take the next caller. I don't know if uh, I might have lost him. I don't know what I did. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. This is my first time on this app. Uh, Doru, can you hop in again so I can take your call? I don't know what I did and I missed it. Okay, so that didn't work out. I'm going (laughs) to try to figure it out by next time how to take in callers. Um, 
Yeah, so back to what I was saying, like observe yourself, observe what do I need in that moment? Like, for instance, when you're procrastinating, right? You are not in the mood for doing anything. Ask your inner child, what do you need? Because I think that it's more, it's more important, like if you're not in the mood and you really don't want to do something, ask yourself, what do I need? What would I need right now to feel better? And ask your inner child that. And trust me, they will be more willing to cooperate with you after you ask them what do they actually need. So it's like you have to talk to this inner child the way you talk to any other little child. So if you have like a little sibling or a child yourself, you know, imagine talking to a 60-year-old. You know, if, for instance, they're sad, like ask them, okay, see what they you can do for them. You can stay with their emotions. You can cook something. You know, you can go buy them something or watch a movie, watch some cartoons. Like really connect to your inner child. Maybe it will feel a little bit funny at first. Like, oh, I can't, you know, maybe drawing or doing something creative can help. So maybe you'll be like, I can't do that. I'm an adult. But this is actually what your inner child needs. And I really invite you to connect to your inner child and to practice the techniques that I have given you. Don't take my word for it. Like, don't trust anything that I've told you until now. I want you to test it yourself and see if it works. And if it does, let me know how it did. So this is the end of the self-love podcast. I will be putting like a Q&A on my Instagram to ask you what would you like me to talk about in my next episodes because I want to do this podcast every week and I want to talk about topics that interest all of you. So thank you for listening to me, Nelly, Lauren, Gabriel, Brian, I can all see you. Thank you for some of you have stayed here from the beginning, from the beginning. So thank you for listening to me. Have an amazing day and love yourself. Practice the techniques that I have given you and see if they work. I challenge you.